Welcome to Dear Nina, a podcast about the ups and downs of friendship. I offer practical advice with the goal of making our friendships as great as possible. In today's episode, we're discussing the friend who hates to pick up the phone. If you have a friend who will only text, do you accept that fact if you're more of a phone talker? Can a friendship last when the modes of communication are not agreed upon? And don't forget to listen to the end of the show for your better friendship goal of the week. Okay, let's get started. My guest today is my mom, Kathy Sackheim. I've been quoting my mom in my friendship column for seven years. She's always given me logical and balanced advice, so I know she will help callers too. Plus, she taught me everything I know about friendship. Hi, Mom. Hi, Nina. Welcome to the show. I really appreciate you agreeing to really always be part of all the little ventures I I launch. And when I started the friendship column, you were willing right away to look at the questions and give your opinion. Do you enjoy doing it? I do enjoy doing it. You know I always like to give advice. Yep, and you will give such good advice. Um, I do think when it comes to this topic, we should establish before we even hear the question, because I think it's fair that people know your perspective. You hate texting. I do hate texting. I think texting is for saying what time you'll be somewhere or if you'll be late. I To me, it's it's not a way of communication. But I understand, you know, I'm in my 70s and this is a generational thing. I get that. Do you find, though, that other people your age feel the same way or have some people moved on and they do like, well, I don't mean moved on, but are they communicating a little bit more like their children and grandchildren? Uh, I can think of two friends who do a lot of texting. And so I just go with it. You know, I figure if that's how they need to communicate, then I can adapt. Well, we'll get to the question of, of adapting when when we hear what our caller has to say, because I, I have some questions about that myself that I find confusing. So we, we'll deal with that. And then I'll just say, you're definitely not the best texter. <laughs> I remember I had to teach you what the colon and parentheses meant. Do you remember this? Or maybe no, that was I still email. don't know what they mean. It's a smiley face. It's a smiley. So, oh, right. Right. So you can use an emoji, which is when you pick the picture, which is a smiley face, which is a more obvious smiley face. But another way of doing it, the way people did it when we just have flip phones, is you would use a colon and a parentheses. And so that stands for a smiley face. And listeners may find it interesting that my mom emails and texts with zero expression. There is, you will never get a smiley face. You won't get an exclamation point. You will get just the straight answer, but you, it's efficient. I will say that. Okay. I think we are ready for the question, but I want to let everyone know that today's question is being read by Julie Burton, who is not only my very close friend in Minneapolis, but she's also the owner of Modern Well, a co-working space in Minneapolis where Julie and I also lead writing groups that we created about six years ago. Julie is the author of The Self-Care Solution and the co-host of a podcast with Stephanie Pierce called Her Next Chapter about women taking on new ventures and making career changes or starting a new career during a new phase of life, which mom, you would really like because you've done a lot of that yourself. So I will leave the link to all of that in the show notes and teach you how to listen to podcasts, mom, and you'll listen to this and you'll listen to Julie's. Just to remind everyone, Julie is the reader of the question. She is not the writer of it. Dear Nina, while I enjoy communicating with friends and family, I'm not fond of the telephone. My preferred connection is by text, email, and snail mail. What can I say? I'm not a woman who likes to talk on the phone. 
During COVID, I wrote and mailed over a hundred I'm thinking of you cards every month. I loved connecting in this manner. Recipients enjoyed the cards too. However, some people in my life prefer telephone connection. I've been admonished many times for not, quote, picking up the phone. Quote, this is not a relationship if we don't speak in real time. Quote, you will not hear from me until you call me. I usually give in and call these folks, but I feel bullied into doing so. My dilemma, how do I respond to those who prefer phone calls to other methods of communication, which is their prerogative, and bully me for not feeling the same? FYI, I do call most folks once in a while with electronic mail in between. Signed, live and let live. Okay, mom. So I think this is a really good question for these days. Um, Even before COVID, actually, it, it would have been a great question, but more so now that we've all gotten so used to talking via text. Well, hold on. Let me ask you, did you talk on the phone a lot in the past year and a half or did you find that you were emailing more? Both. I talked to about three close friends at length. And there's one friend I speak to every day. I did more texting than I had done in the past, which was almost none. Yeah. So you could see how somebody who already preferred texting and emailing to talking on the phone would have gotten into the comfort of not having to pick up the phone. More and more people really don't like to pick up the phone. I mean, it's it's an issue. If you are someone who really feels like you need that for your relationships and the other person doesn't. What our caller is dealing with is this issue of friends who really prefer the phone and, and sounds like family members too, but kind of what we were starting to get at before we heard the question, how is it decided whose method of communication gets to win? So you said when we were chatting earlier that you accept that some people really just like to text and so you just go with it. Shouldn't that person also have to sometimes go with the fact that you prefer the phone? Who who wins? I guess the one with a stronger personality is the one who wins. I sort of operate life in general is not to get upset about stuff I don't care about that much. Yeah. So t- to me, it's kind of a non-issue. So if someone really needs to do more texting, I'll go with it. Something else might come up that I might feel differently about that I might be more insistent about. I also had a sense that what this caller was dealing with is the feeling of being bullied. Yeah. And I, I think she needs to speak up and maybe do a little phone calling and then say to the person, I need to get off the phone or my husband needs me. A little white lie, maybe. You know, do a little a little phone calling to placate the person who needs the phone contact. Yeah, like a meeting in the middle. And I, I like what you're saying about the stronger personality. I mean, that's just reality. We don't always articulate those things, but it, I think marriages work that way too. I think about uh, your son-in-law, Brian, <laughs> and certain things that really matter to him that I just go along with because I know he it's really important to him and he does the same thing back. Like if something really matters to me, it's like, sure, he'll, it, the person who feels strongly has to be the one to also make it happen too, I think. if it's So if somebody really wants to talk on the phone, then, well, I don't like the idea that somebody is bullying this caller, but another way of looking at it is maybe the person is just advocating for what they need and they need to talk on the phone. So they're the one that are going to have to broach the subject and say, hey, I really would like to talk to you on the phone. Probably could be nicer about it. 
this line of, our caller put it in quotes, is this is not a relationship if we don't speak in real time. It's like, well, I don't know that you could put a whole judgment on it. I certainly have a lot of friends that I text with a lot. I'm a big texter, so I feel for this caller. I text a lot and probably have to pick up the phone a little more than I do. I probably could call you more. You could. (laughs) You're so different from, I'm thinking of one of your sisters who could talk on the phone all day long. Yeah. I can only stand so much. (laughs) Right. So you probably would be more of a texter if you were my age. You do like email. Yeah, I do like email. No no emojis, no exclamation points, but you you still like email. I wanted to share something I think you'll find interesting, and, and hopefully if our caller hears this, we'll find interesting. Mom, do you know who Susan Orlean is? Yes. So, and so for our listeners, I'll just comment that she's a staff writer at The New Yorker, but she's the author of The Orchid Thief yeah. and the library book more recently, and tons of other books and She's she's a great writer. She wrote in an article pretty recently, uh, post-COVID, she wrote, I am platform agnostic when it comes to friends. I adapt to their preferred mode. So I find myself bouncing between all of these methods of friend connection. It's dizzying. Sometimes I mix them up. I'd been texting a friend recently and was frustrated that her responses were seldom and curt. Suddenly, I remembered that she's a FaceTimer, not a texter. She answered my FaceTime call immediately, something my non-FaceTime friends would never do and was as chatty as can be. That same day, I got an email from a friend reminding me that he really prefers emailing to texting by way of explaining why he hadn't replied to my last few texts. My sister only communicates with me via Facebook Messenger. Should I create a spreadsheet noting who uses which platform? I thought that was really pertinent to this conversation. Absolutely. And it kind of gets to the thing I'm struggling with myself sometimes, which is Susan is saying that she adjusts all of her communicating to what her friends want. And you really answered that already with, okay, whoever has the stronger personality and the stronger preference kind of wins that. But it's like, how do you know? And you really don't know unless you communicate. So if you truly only want to FaceTime with your friends, I guess you have to say so. But if you're like our caller and you only want to text and you don't want to FaceTime or call, it's hard. I guess what I'm saying is it it is challenging and there isn't a one answer to it. It's just maybe to acknowledge it's a challenge. It is challenging when both people feel strongly. You have a friend who will only text and you have a friend who only wants to talk on the phone or only considers talking to be the true, the real friendship. I don't know. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. I think what the caller was objecting to was the manner that this person stated her preference. And this person said to her, you know, I'd really like to talk to you more. Um, Talking to you means a lot to me. If she had given an I feel message as opposed to, you know, if you want to be friends, it has to be my rules, I think the caller would have responded differently. That's such good advice. See, everyone, this is why we go to Kathy Sackheim for all the advice. All right, we have one more comment to listen to from Julie. Back to Julie Burton. She uh, read the question for us, and then she had some thoughts about it she wanted to share. Live and let live. Wow. A hundred cards over COVID a month. That is, that's amazing. So we just need to acknowledge that Um, very thoughtful gesture and I'm sure meant so much to the people who received them. My take on this is that relationships are a two-way street, right? So the fact that you prefer um, writing, you know, emailing, texting, snail mail, um, that's great. 
But other people, other friends, family members, um, it, it, like you said, it's their prerogative to prefer talking on the phone. So I think that while you can still, you know, it's totally cool to have your main form of communication be in writing. Um, I think out of respect for the other person that you're in the relationship with, if, if they really feel like they need to have voice conversations with you, then there's got to be sort of the meeting in the middle, which you do say that you do sometimes, um, which is great. But I think, I think that it is, there's nothing wrong, obviously, with preferring um, the writing, but um, it also is important to honor and respect what the other person prefers and not necessarily thinking of it as bullying, but thinking of it as them sharing their needs with you, that they need to hear your voice, that that's um, how they feel um, the most connected. Okay, mom, well, Julie really echoed a lot of what we already said, and I think we all agree with her. One thing she brought up that i really glad she did is this point about how thoughtful it is that our caller sent all those cards. That's really special. Not a lot of people do snail mail. And I think Julie's right that she gets a lot of credit for being so thoughtful. I agree. Better friendship goal of the week. Mom, I don't know if you've uh, figured out how to listen to the podcast yet, but this is a segment we do at the end of every episode. I have an assignment for both of us. So it's a goal for me and a goal for you. One thing we can do is let go of one expectation we have of a friend. Because I actually think that is something that this caller was getting at is without saying, without using the word expectation, that is there. Certain friends are expecting a call. The caller is expecting not to have to make a call. And if we could let go of one expectation this week we have of somebody, maybe we would be a little less frustrated with their friends. And the goal of my podcast is always to take as much conflict out of our friendships as possible, because I think friendships are so important and don't have to be as hard as, as people make them sometimes. So I know for me, I am such a big texter, as I said, and I do sometimes feel a twinge of agitation or anxiety when people don't text back as quickly as I would. And so my what I'm going to let go of is that expectation that somebody is going to respond with the same speed that I would and that it would even mean anything if they don't. It means nothing. They just don't text as much, period. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. And maybe you could put one smiley face on one text this week. <laughs> That's what I want you to do. Okay. I never know where to find them. Or... I'm going to teach you how after. Okay. That's all for today. I just want to thank my mom again so much for coming and being on the show. And I hope you'll come back again. Will you come back again? I certainly will. I'll bet the listeners will demand it. You can find all the show notes and a form to ask your own questions on my website, ninabadzen.com. There's a form there that does not require an email address. So it truly is anonymous. You can also leave voicemails. You can join my Facebook group. And those are all places to ask questions too. And that's all linked on my site. If you have time to rate and review the podcast, or even better, tell a friend, I'd be so grateful. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, when our friendships are going well, we are happier all around.